You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know, you're in the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. Today, I'm going to be taking you through the steps of a launch, and I'm going to be using my own recent digital product launch to kind of help paint a picture and help illustrate some of the different concepts that I'm talking about and also kind of run through what went right and what went wrong. I had a lot of little mishaps throughout the launch, uh, but I also would consider it a very successful launch. So I know some people comment on these videos and say, you talk too much. We don't need the you know deep description. And that's fine if that's not how you learn. I'm sure there's lots of other videos out there, but this is a podcast and I do talk a lot because it's a podcast. And I personally find that it's really helpful to kind of hear real examples and, and kind of like a real walkthrough of some of these concepts. So if that's not for you, that's totally fine. But for those of you who are into it and are going to stick around, Let's hop in. All right, so if you've been watching my channel, you know that I recently launched a product called the Social Media Management Toolbox. And of course, I'm gonna have a link down below. It's always gonna be linked down below, but it's a series of templates for social media managers. So it has you know all kinds of different templates that you use to run your business and to perform for your clients. Social media strategy decks, report templates, um, customer service responses, all kinds of things like that, welcome kits, etc. So this had been an idea in my mind for a long time, finally decided to launch it. So let's start at the pre-launch phase. So I kind of did an accelerated pre-launch. I started to really get serious about this product, I would say about 60 days out. And I have notes here, by the way, if you see me looking down. Uh, but yeah, so I, I started this process about 60 days out. I said, okay, let me actually sort through what I have, what I use in a normal month for my social media management business and, you know, start to curate this list together uh, of templates that I want to offer. So aside from just creating the product, I'm not really going to talk too much about that. Maybe that's a separate video. If you'd like it, let me know. But what I really focused on for my content strategy and like the launch strategy was warming my audience up to that type of content. So it's not that 60 days out, I was saying, hey guys, I'm gonna be launching the social media management toolbox. I didn't say the name of it until launch day actually. But what I did is I just started kind of shifting my content in that direction. I made sure that I was really speaking to social media managers. I do serve a lot of different people on my podcast, on my YouTube, freelancers from all walks of life, photographers, designers, uh, you know, coaches and also non-freelancers, but I really wanted to narrow in on freelance social media managers leading up to this launch. So the videos that I was posting, the podcast that I was posting were more or less all related to freelance social media management. There might've been a couple things that were, were uh, wild cards, but for the most part, most of my, my content was geared in that direction. It was also in this pre-launch phase that I recommend and that I did do market research. So that 
is a big scary term that a lot of people throw around and don't really ever explain what that means, but I'm going to explain it to you. It's not scary. It basically just means researching the people who are going, you're going to sell this product to. So in addition to creating content for freelance social media managers, I was also hanging out where they were hanging out, you know, spending more time in Facebook groups, on forums like Reddit, on uh, LinkedIn, you know, on Twitter. I love Twitter. Twitter is so underused in my opinion, or, or not talked about enough in social media strategy. And I absolutely love Twitter. And then also serving and paying attention to my existing audience, you know, creating uh, Instagram stories and asking questions about what they were struggling with, what they were really happy about, what they wanted from me, and just paying attention to general trends about, you know, content performance on YouTube, on Instagram, and paying attention to the comments that I was getting on both of those platforms as well. I also continued to build my email list. So I have started an email list, you know, years ago is when I started my first one, but this particular list, I started, I want to say maybe a year ago or something. I'm honestly not sure. I probably should have researched that, but anywho, uh, I have had this one email list for a while now, and it is kind of the, it's my biggest email list and the biggest lead generator for that email list is my social media management starter kit. It's a quick little, you know, 10 pager, maybe like a mini ebook or a guide that kind of summarizes how I became a social media manager and gives some tips for you all on how to decide what type of social media manager we're going to be and how to kind of break into this field. It's a really valuable piece of content. It's totally free, but what I hope it does. And the point of it is to encourage you all to stay connected to me for future updates, for future tips, uh, to of course pay for some of my products and, and courses and things like that. And so this email list had grown to like 8,000 or something. I want to say it was pretty big. Um, but like I said, I've been growing it for about a year. So I, I mean, I don't know, compared to some people that's going to be huge compared to others. That's going to be really small. So it, you know, I, I don't want to do a lot of comparison game in this episode because it totally depends on so many factors. But if you can, you know, take that year before you're going to launch something really big and work on building up an email list, that's great. If you're starting from scratch and you don't have an email list, that's okay too. But I want you to use this 60, 90, 180, however long it is, this pre-launch phase to start building that list, okay? It's always usually the first or second link in my description box my YouTube. You know, you can run ads to your opt-in or your freebie. And I think the thing that made this a really good list to sell to is that it was directly related, right? So if I did a freebie for, let's say like influencers, if I was gonna say, hey, here's how to get brand deals or, or here's a media kit template and that's the freebie. And then I was gonna sell this social media management toolbox, there'd be like a massive disconnect, right? So whatever your opt-in and your freebie is, make sure that it's either a little more general so you can you know do your different products based off of that or that it is really laser focused on your key target audience. I also, in this period of time, started thinking about my webinar. So one of the things that I think made this launch my most successful launch so far is that I truly launched it with a webinar. Um, we're gonna talk about the webinar because that was a little bit of a fail, but it was a success, but it was like, embarrassing. Um, but anyway, I, I decided to think about what the topic was going to be that I was going to use for the webinar. And what I decided on was I was going to do kind of like a five tips for social media managers 
uh, five ways that they could thrive in 2021 is how I, how I angled it and positioned it. And I thought that this was really good because I know this time of year, a lot of people start thinking about 2021. I know a lot of people are like over 2020 and I just thought it would be good. So I went ahead and started outlining that, preparing the actual deck and also planning out what my bonus was going to be. Now I added bonuses to the social media management toolbox itself. So there's five really meaty bonuses in there. There's a training on how to send an invoice. There's a training on, let's see, I walk you through the templates that I use for my contracts. I walk you through how to create a content calendar in Asana. And there's like two more. Uh, so there's a good amount of bonuses in the product itself, but I also wanted to do a fast action bonus for the live webinar. So basically I wanted to reward the people who joined live with me and purchased on that call. And this is a great way to drive urgency to your product. And it's also a great way to, like I said, you know, kind of reward those early adopters. I mean, they're the first people who are going to try it out. There's no reviews for the product yet, so I'm gonna give them a little reward and a little bonus. And then once I had all that stuff figured out, I went ahead and got signups for my webinar. So I built out a really simple landing page using MailerLite, nothing special, drag and drop, really easy to do in MailerLite. And I invited people really only on this podcast slash my YouTube channel, which was a mistake kind of, but again, I'm happy with how things turned out, but it was a missed opportunity for sure. I had that list of seven or 8,000 people that I didn't even email and invite to the webinar. Isn't that wild? Or any of my other lists. I have smaller lists too. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't email any of them. And the reason for this honestly was just like time. I had a lot of things going on in my personal life the week before, nothing bad, but just, you know, my mom came into town to visit, which was really fun. I wanted to focus on her, uh, you know, wedding planning stuff. Like I just was busy, honestly. It was just my laziness and my busyness that prevented me from doing that. So we'll, we'll circle back to that and why that was maybe not so bad of an idea. But the long and the short of it is I got 159 people to sign up for the webinar to opt in on that landing page. So not a ton but we're gonna talk about what we did with those folks in the launch phase. So the launch phase is, you know, it's go time, right? We have the webinar planned, we have the people signed up for the webinar, we have the content done, so what's next? You gotta do some email sequences to remind people of the webinar, so give them a really easy way to access it, you know, with the link to the webinar, remind them a couple of times. I usually do two emails the day of the webinar, so I do one kind of like in the morning, maybe nine, 10, whenever people kind of do their first email check. And then I do another one, um, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes in advance of the webinar. So I built those out. I also built out the post webinar sequences and all of this email stuff, by the way, I do in MailerLite. I really love this tool. It's very easy to use. I'm gonna leave a link for it down below. So for the post webinar sequences, that's where I do the, you know, hey, just a reminder, the fast action bonus ends tonight at midnight. Hey, just in case you didn't purchase on the webinar, this offer is still active, those kinds of emails. So I built all of those out. One issue that I ran into with this though, I, I do love MailerLite, but I did have an issue with this because I, I don't know what happened, but I guess I, needed some type of authorization because I think I was sending out such a large amount of emails. 
and I needed approval. So luckily Mailer Light had really great customer service because I was doing this all day of the webinar. And I just chatted in with them and I said, Hey, I need help. <laughs> I need to send this out for an event that's happening tonight at 6 PM. And they got me approved right away. But this is just something to keep in mind is that you should always be planning out anything that's happening day of do it a week in advance. I mean, what if they would have had bad customer service or what if it, they couldn't figure out what was wrong? then all those people wouldn't get any, I, I don't know what I would have done. I guess I would have had to figure out a way to maybe try a different email platform or something. So that was a little bit of a, a hiccup, but it turned out okay. Now let's get into the, um, the not so okay part. <laughs> well, before we get into the actual webinar, practice the webinar. That's my advice. Practice it out loud a couple of times. You can practice it with someone if you want to get feedback, but I just go ahead and go through it on my laptop and, you know, practice it. And that really helps. I'll take notes too. So sometimes when I'm on a webinar, you might see me looking down and it's because I usually have a notebook just like this, just to kind of call out any key things that I want to talk about, any key stories I want to tell or data points or anything like that, that aren't in the slides themselves. So that's always a tip. Now after rehearsal, it's time to go live. So I went live or I tried to and uh, didn't work. I take full full responsibility for this. This was another major fail. So all of the webinars that I've done in the past of any type, I've just done through YouTube. I've went live on an unlisted YouTube video. It's kind of like the lazy man's version of a webinar essentially. And it's always worked really well and I've really liked it. I, you know, it's great because YouTube automatically records it. So you don't need to wait for that processing time to download your zoom files or anything like that. So I've always really liked it. It's free to use. And I went to, to go live. I, I pre-scheduled my stream, you know, a week in advance and everything. So it's all good to go. I went to go live and number one, it didn't work. Like, I don't know. I got a major black screen and it was like black and gray screen. It was so weird. I have my chat box that I have assembled on my page and people are like freaking out in it. They're like, can you see anything? I can't see anything. What's going on? And secondly, I don't think that YouTube supports this kind of format anymore. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I didn't even see a place where I could share my screen, even if I was able to get on. So I'm actually glad that it ended up not working because that would have been so embarrassing if I had the slide, you know, these slides and I couldn't even present them. So I sat at my desk right here and I put my head in my hands and <laughs> I was like, what do I do? People are freaking out in the comments. Um, I have no idea how to make this work. I was emailing my YouTube contact to see if, like, am I doing something wrong? What's going on? I was grabbing my other laptop to see if maybe it was my camera and my whatever. About seven minutes go by and I'm like, I gotta do plan B. Like this is not gonna work. So I said, you know what? I'm going to just take this over to Zoom. And at the time I, I purchased the webinar add-on now for next time and for other things, uh, presentations in the Freelance Friday Club and things like that. But at the time I just had personal Zoom. So I was like, I guess we're just gonna go into my personal Zoom room. And you know what? It wasn't ideal. I was able to communicate through my chat box, tell everyone, hey, join my personal meeting room. We're going over here right now. And it was fine. But obviously there are issues with that. Number one, I could have maxed out on attendees. I could have had somebody show up on camera and do something weird and try to sabotage my Zoom. There were definitely some issues with that. It turned out okay. Oh, also on my recording, somebody screamed and said the F-bomb. So like, you know, without the webinar, 
actual feature. You can't mute people. Well, you can mute people, but it doesn't default mute people. So there were some issues with it. Okay. It was not a perfect experience by any means, but it worked. So I ended up having 19 people follow me over to Zoom through all that. There were more people waiting on YouTube. And unfortunately, I think I just lost some of them after I didn't talk for seven minutes. But that was a 12% conversion rate from the email list to the webinar, which is pretty low. Normally, I expect about 30%. So that was definitely lower than expected. But it was fine. I was actually pretty glad because I was in such a frazzled state of mind that I feel like a lot of people would have actually stressed me out a little bit more. So it was a really great group. Thank you again for everybody who showed up. And I went ahead and I live sold. And the way that I structured my webinar was basically, you know, I gave the value. I gave those five tips about what to do in 2021. And then I went through, I introduced the product. I introduced the fast action bonus. And then I followed it up with a Q&A and I stayed on probably about 20 or 30 minutes answering user questions. In that whole time, I was, you know, reminding people, hey, just a reminder, you know, go ahead and purchase during this webinar. This fast action bonus is only good during this webinar. So make sure to purchase. And I ended up selling, what was it? 12, 12 on the webinar, which was a 63% conversion rate, which is pretty huge. And then I also made one sale like right after. So I guess we could say it was a 68% webinar or launch conversion rate, which was amazing. Even though it was a small number, that was a really good sign. And I think, you know, the thing, the thing that I always recommend is testing with a small group and then seeing how it's performing before you really scale it. I, I didn't do ads the second that I got done with this webinar. I really took a second to analyze this data and say, okay, are people liking the offer? Or is this fast action bonus working? Is the price point okay? What are the questions I'm getting from people before you go ahead and try to scale it any further? So what those conversion rates told me, which were high, almost 70% conversion is huge that the offer is good. Everything's good. Now you just need to get the word out to more people. And that is what I did during post-launch. All right. So day two of launch, post-launch, whatever it is that you want to call it. Uh, you know, I still consider this launch weekend. So this is a part of the whole, you know, entire launch package, but it's the day after the webinar basically. Um, so what I did there, this was actually my most profitable day. I sold the most, um, the most, uh, toolboxes on day two. Uh, what I started out doing is first of all, I uploaded a podcast. So I upload my podcast usually on Fridays at 7 a.m. Eastern time, goes out on YouTube and on the podcasting platforms. And it was about client onboarding. So again, that was a topic that was very closely related to the toolbox itself. The toolbox has a bunch of client onboarding documents and communication documents and things like that. So I, obviously talked about the toolbox throughout the episode, but I also went ahead and did a little announcement within the first three minutes of that video and podcast. And I saw a huge spike, you know, around 8 a.m., 9 a.m., right after that was released. I also posted on my Instagram stories quite a bit. So I did a little Q and A, you know, answering some FAQs. Basically I was getting some DMs from people on Instagram and on YouTube and things like that. And so I shared those FAQs, you know, what exactly is it? When is it available? How do I get it? Do I need a code? Just simple things like that. Just bringing awareness to the product. I linked it in my profile link on Instagram. So all of that definitely helped. And what else did I do? Oh, I also launched a set of ads. So this is where I did go ahead and and introduce some advertising, but I still eased into it. What I did with my ads on day two, 
like I said, I took a second to see, is this even a viable product? Is this, is this good as it is? And then if so, I'm going to scale it. Where I start first is with my warm audience. So I started with just a really low budget. I think I budgeted 50 bucks because my audience is not that big. I have less than 10,000 followers on Instagram. So I budgeted for 50 bucks for a week or so ad that was targeted towards people who had engaged with my Instagram page in the past 90 days. So they were warm leads. There were people who at least knew of me, likely enjoyed my content, likely followed me, things like that. And those ads were performing really, really well. Let me actually pull some data on those. All right, so with those warm ads, and this was actually even less than $50, I stopped it. I stopped this set early. After spending $27, I made 27 purchases. So I paid basically a dollar and nine cents per purchase. So I was selling the toolbox on a major discount at the time. So $29. So I was basically making $28 return on investment. So that was well worth it. So I sold 25. It wasn't a huge, you know, that's not a huge number, but I could have continued and I, I, I will continue. I paused because I wanted to debrief and things were moving so fast when you're launching things move so fast that you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, let me take things in stride. So anywho, that's what I did on day two. Now, Another thing that I did here is I got a lot of customer service stuff, nothing bad. No one was like, this sucks or anything like that. But it was just like, even the good stuff, even people just responding and saying, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I love it. Or, you know, Hey, um, when am I going to get my fast action bonus? Because I did have to manually enroll people into the fast action bonus. And I did give them the heads up that it's going to take 24 hours, but still people are anxious and, you know, wanted to make sure they weren't missing anything. So we, there were just a lot of emails that I didn't predict. I honestly didn't predict launch to go as well as it did. And there's two things that you can anticipate, right? When you launch, you can anticipate that no one's going to buy it and it's going to be crickets, ghost town, or you can anticipate that it is gonna be busy and you are gonna to need to be prepared for any possible circumstance that comes up. And I wasn't prepared for the second the second uh, option. I just wasn't, and that was my bad. So I took this time, again, one of the reasons why I paused the ads and why I didn't uh, do a cold audience set of ads is because I wanted to make sure that I had my customer service stuff figured out before launching it to more people. So. I created a separate email address for, usually I was just like using my own email address for customer service. Nope, I have a support at latashajames.com email address now, and it's a totally separate email address so that my team can access it and they're not gonna see sensitive information or anything like that. I wrote up customer service responses that were specific to the things that we were getting. So basically building out templates, which is actually a template that's in the toolbox, which is so funny that like I didn't think to do that for my own course, but hey, it's in there. So I used that template and started, you know, doing copy and paste customer service responses so I could use them on email and social and added those into quick responses and things like that. I was getting, like I said, questions about the bonus. I was getting a lot of people saying, oh, it's not working for me. And I'm like, did you watch the video? And that was something that was a learning for me because I did do a welcome video where I explained how to use the toolbox. But, you know, I was realizing a lot of people weren't watching that. And that's that's fine, but that's just something that I took away as, okay, maybe I need to send out a welcome email that says, be sure to watch the welcome video or that has a text version of the how-to or something like that. So again, just getting all of that feedback so that you can prevent 
more of that from happening, especially if you open up ads or you open it up to a larger list and get this massive influx of people coming in. Do you know what I mean? So some kind of pausing to, to fix things and evaluate things really helps. Okay, and then the next thing that I also did is I asked for feedback. So I think it was on day two, like night two or night three maybe it was. It was a few days. This toolbox is not a course per se, so it, it's quick to go through. I knew people were gonna be able to have tried out at least some of these templates by now or went through it and saw what was available to them. So I sent out an email through the course platform, through Thinkific, just saying, hey, you know, do you have any feedback for me? Is there anything that you need? Do you have questions? If you enjoyed it, please review it. And I, I did a hyperlink so they could just click to review the course. And that really helped me out for this next phase in this final phase, which brings us to kind of where we are now, which is where I did open it up to more people. What I did was, you know, being able to get some of those reviews, I got like four overnight. So really quickly, five-star reviews, which was great. I was able to take those reviews and, you know, link to them in my emails. I was able to create social posts out of them and really use those. I always say that happy customers are your best marketing. Like they just are. So if you can showcase social proof that people loved it, that people were happy with it, it's going to encourage more people to want to join in and purchase as well. I did that. And then I went back to my big list, my seven or eight K, whatever it is, list. And I finally introduced the product to them. And this was my second biggest sales day. So I don't even have the sales data in front of me of the number of products that I sold, but I, I did get a really, really big spike from introducing the product to that list. And this again was a big mistake. I should have engaged this list way earlier. I should have engaged them and invited them to the webinar, but it is what it is. So what I did instead was I just said, hey, this is available. It's not ideal. I mean, you know, it's not ideal, but I, I, you gotta work the list that you have and that was that. So moving forward, I'm gonna be doing more cold ads to really maximize the product. I'm going to probably be doing another set of webinars for that list. I'll, I'll invite them to the webinar this time and you know be able to work them through because you know, a one-off email to a list of 7K, I mean, you know what, it had a 20% open rate or something like that. So there's still a lot of those people who didn't even see it yet. So I'm going to try to work them through uh, the webinar way that proved to be very successful at a 68% conversion rate. So yeah, that is how I launched my uh, new digital product. It was a five figure launch and I was really, really happy with it. It outperformed what I expected it to. And, and yeah, like I said, I was really happy with it. So I hope that this helped you all. I'm going to have links for everything down below. I use Thinkific, which I love for my course platform. I use MailerLite. Um, you know, that's pretty much what I use for launching, but I'm going to link all that down below. If you have questions, leave them in the comments. And thank you so much for watching and for listening. Please be sure to review the podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, you know, subscribe, thumbs up, comment below if you're on YouTube. And I will see you very soon for a new video. I'll see you next Friday for a new podcast. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. You can also learn about my ultra exclusive membership community, the Freelance Friday Club. Oh, and if you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or throw me a testimonial over at latashajames.com slash contact. 
Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Bye.